0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fan of Life Show, Fan of Life Podcast. Today's conversation, I get to sit down and talk to Jennifer McGillis. She is based out of Cincinnati and someone that I have been following on social media because I caught one of her stories that I'll have her share that really um, resonated with me because it's about overcoming and mostly not just overcoming obstacles, but overcoming oneself in terms of fear. Because I think the misconception of successful people is they don't have fear. I want to let you guys know right now, I'm fearful every day. Most of the people that I know that are successful have fear every day. We don't try to rid our fear. We go through our fear regardless of how we feel. And I think she does a great job of explaining that through her life experience and her life story. I love bringing on people like this because I believe she can touch people and communicate in a way that I cannot. So my job, if I'd done it well, would be provide a conduit for her to share her story, which is a wonderful one. So without further ado, I'd like to invite you to listen to my conversation with Jennifer McGillis. Jennifer, good morning. How are you?
1: I'm really well, Rick. How are you today?
0: I am great. I am great. Well, happy new year.
1: And to you, I hope your 2022 is off to a good start. Well, my, mine is mine
0: is and you know it's funny because I never know when to stop saying Happy New Year. I always, <laughs> I always keep going. I think the rule of thumb is, is uh, January 31st, right? We get to say until January
1: 31st. There you go. You know, that's funny that you say that because I was just thinking today about something that I'm looking forward to in March and I'm like, I don't want to skip like being excited about the rest of january right. like all of february like i need to be present in the moment but i'm already like oh march then i get to do da-da-da. so i guess just we have to just be more mindful and more present right and yep. stop being so oh, forward thinking all the time
0: i, I couldn't agree with you more i tell you what i mean I- i'm sure you're the same way we kind of live our life by the calendar right yeah and it's and it's events and it's milestones and this and that yeah. and we forget holy heck you know it's wednesday let's just relax for a little I bit know.
1: I know. Um, In my line of business, I've been doing this for a while now, but I have learned or have learned that if I don't create the boundaries, there are no boundaries and they'll just be, Mm. people will just take advantage and they're not intending to, right? But that's also me not being mindful of myself to say, you need a morning, you need an afternoon, you need an entire day, you need a weekend. And so I started doing that a couple of years ago, where it's literally one day a week on my calendar, it's blocked off, so no one can yeah. even make an appointment with me. Um, and it's just, I, I call it Jen's day of rest. And that's exactly what I intend for it to be.
0: Good for you. Good for you. Hey, yeah. tell me if this this assumption is right or not. You're, you're a woman in business, you're a professional, what have you. Do you find it more difficult for you because you have maybe an innate uh, built-in wiring that says hey I want to take care of people you know because I know you're, you're a mom you're a mother of two you, like you have that kind of innate oh, I gotta extend myself extra for my clients or to my friends and family and it is hard to draw all the boundaries sometimes is that did you find that early on in your career
1: not really if I can be truthful like I am very nurturing to my children don't get me wrong but sure. um I d- I was recently introduced to the concept of there's like three different personality types. When it comes to people, there's a dominant personality type, there's mm-hmm. a submissive personality type and there's an independent personality type. And without kind of going into each of those, I think they're rather self-explanatory for sure. sure. Um, but I am very much an independent and I almost require the people that I'm going to consistently stay in some level of relationship with, whether that's a personal relationship or a professional relationship to also take on some fair amount of independence for themselves. I'm not going to do it for you. If you want it, you need to figure out how to make it happen. I'm happy to help in the capacity that I can, but I'm certainly not going to do it for you. And does that, I mean, that maybe that makes me sound a little cold and callous, but no. Like, from my perspective, especially as a single parent, I knew and know that I have a very limited amount of time in the day. And if I'm not intentional about all of the time that I spend, that I can't get wrapped up in the minutia of other people. And then I don't accomplish what I need to have taken care of, whether it's me personally or me professionally, I have to take care of myself and my children.
0: I agree. Uh, I agree. And I think, I think it's important to have that sovereignty you know your, your mm-hmm. own your own time your alone time your your reset right. time too because the reality is everyone gets burnt out right? right and and the quality of you being a mom quality of you being professional kind of dwindles if you're yeah. not recharged if you're not refreshed
1: 100 percent. i could yeah. not agree more 100 we just had i just had a very personal and extensive conversation about this over the weekend of like go you have to step away sometimes mm-hmm. from your relationships from your family from your from your professional and just go and recharge, do what makes you happy for a day, a weekend, a long week, whatever you want. And then you will come back Mm. refreshed, more patient, more loving, more everything in, in a better place to be able to be more of who you really are.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, We're going to dive back and forth into various, you know, uh, depths of the pool here, you know, we'll, we'll dive Dive into the deep end first. Um, one of the things that caught my eye and how I discovered you is uh, through, you know, your social media. I think one of my friends recommended you. You and, and you know, because I think you're you're in the same industry in terms of real estate. But you had a, a post recently, kind of just just giving your your thanks, your gratitude, kind of mm. just. To the ether, right? And, and yeah. I read your post and it, it really moved me because the general idea behind what you said and your accomplishments and your battles and your struggles is, you know, the story of triumph. And, and the story mm-hmm. of triumph sometimes, most of the time actually, is not pretty. Most mm-hmm. of the time is grueling. Most of the time there's a lot of quiet times, uh, uh, tears in the showers, et cetera, et cetera. But the whole point to that is, you know, the human spirit can overcome if you will in the work right so we'll dive into where you are now in just a second but give me a little bit about your background. Um, I know sure. you have some military background as well so you know go into all that stuff if you don't mind sure
1: sure no I don't mind at all. Um, let's see, I- I'll give the high level version and we can kind of break it down a bit right. if you have questions specific to anything that I say. Um, so I'm one of seven and a blended family. Um, my father married a woman, um, who also had a couple of kiddos and then they had some kids together. So I'm one of seven in that capacity. Mm. Um, and money was very, very tight when I was growing up. Um, I think I shared in the post that, um, my father was the only one that worked for a number of years because there were just so many little people at home that required attention My stepmother did not work and it, it just made i guess financial sense for them for her to to stay home so she stayed home my dad worked Um, at a local grocery store here in Cincinnati retired from there after 20 or 25 years but you know at the time $30,000 to feed nine mouths is not a lot of money so there was nothing extra Um, we did receive government's assistance as far as like WIC Um, I don't we called it WIC I think it's also called women infant and children It, it might even be called food stamps today I don't know exactly what the classification was I was single digits old so I really didn't have a concept except I knew that you know on a certain day of the month it's like a big food package delivery would come to the house and there'd be cheese and peanut butter and crackers and just the staples of things. Sure. Um we had a lot of meals that revolved around <laughs> those types of the yeah. ingredients that were being dropped off. Um, But I knew very, very young that that was not the life that I wanted to have for myself. Um, I even remember saying to my father, I want to say I was about six. I said, Dad, I have to get out of here. And he's like, what? And he's like, I have to leave Cincinnati it's way too small for me and I need to go and do other things and like what six-year-old has the awareness and the cognizance to be able to say to a parent like uh, you need I'm leaving the city but he didn't understand and he didn't get it but at um, 17 I did leave I I left and I lived my last year of high school with my mother in Lexington and shortly after that I realized oh I'm done with school I don't I I feel like I graduated don't get me wrong but like the idea of, of, of going on to college right away like most of my peers was not something that was appealing to me. I just, I was bored at school and I didn't want to participate in that boredom any longer than I had to. Mm. Um, so I worked for about six months and I realized like, okay, this is taking me nowhere. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to just keep working with no skill set for myself. So um, I joined the military. I spent four years in the Marines and I loved every single minute of it. Mm. I just, I made so many friends. I learned so many things about the world, about myself um, about how I fit into the world and how I operate within people that look different than me and come from different backgrounds than me. Um, I just had a great time. I got to travel, I got to do some really cool things. And um, I don't know, I got out of the military, married a man that I had met in the military. Uh, we were married for almost 12 years, two beautiful children together. Um, he and I are still friends, but it, we just, it was not it was not a good fit. We were growing apart from each other. And, um, but while we were married is when I acquired my real estate license and it was just, it was fun for me. It was something that I would just kind of do not necessarily part-time, but the money that I made with regards to real estate was it was like the fun money right like his money paid the bills mm-hmm. and even then we, we were not flush with cash right because I stayed at home with the kids prior to getting my real estate license so once again single income for a family in the 21st century not so easy to accomplish right. um and um so I got my real estate license and that was the money that we would use to take the kids on a vacation if there is a possibility of doing that 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 year that my money would put new windows in the house instead of living with the old drafty windows that we had had. Like, so it was kind of fun um, to be able to contribute to the family income from that capacity. But um, when the marriage started turning south and it looked like it wasn't gonna work, I was very scared to, to take a commission-based income only. I'd been licensed, I think, four or five years at that point. So enough to kind of have my bearings. I knew Mm. what I was doing, but certainly not enough experience to feel comfortable launching out on my own. Um, but I just, I knew I needed to do that. And I knew that that was the appropriate next move for me. And even though I was scared out of my mind, um, I knew that it was what was what I needed to do. So, um, so I did and just just took that next leap of faith with the idea of what the big picture was going to look like as far as my life and as far as my kid's life is concerned, because to come back to what I said a moment ago, when I was a child, I knew that that, that life of, of poverty, that that life of, of no choices because there's no money to have choices. That is not the life that I wanted for my children. And it certainly is not the life that I want for myself. So, you know, even in that fear, of like, am I really going to, I have goosebumps right now, just even thinking about like that place of making those decisions. Right. Um, I I knew the life that I wanted to create for the kids and I knew that it was possible. And so, you know, in that freedom or in that fear, I took the step towards freedom and it was really hard for about two or three years. Um, But I think that when you make the choices and when you open yourself up to whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, whatever, like when you open yourself up to that, it starts to align with what it is that you're seeking. And I don't ask questions for how it happens. I just know that it has consistently happened for me. So um, perfect example would be just at the end of my divorce, I had the opportunity to buy my first investment property. And it was a four-family apartment building. And I don't even know why, but this older gentleman, who was probably about 10 years older than my father, um, agreed to sell it to me without me having to go through a bank. Like he would act as an owner financing type Uh situation. And um, I remember I had a very big commission check that was coming. And I said to my mom, um, like, mom, I have an opportunity here to, to buy this apartment building. Um, I can either use this, this big commission as my down payment for the apartment building and the kids and I will live there after the divorce is finalized, or I can basically pay off all of my debt and go into single parenthood with no debt, but no real place to live. Mom, what do you think I should do? She honestly said, pay off the debt.
0: Sure. But
1: I just didn't feel like that was right because to me, we needed a place to live. Like, right. Mm -hmm. The family home was being sold. So long story short, the two years or so that was difficult was because we're living in this apartment building. We Mm -hmm. go from an 1800 square foot house to a two bedroom apartment. I've got a 10 year old and a 12 year old boy and girl sharing a bedroom. And I just looked at them and I said, this is going to be really hard, but I need you to give me two years to get Mm -hmm. my life together. Give me two years to get on my feet financially because your father is not supporting us. That was a decision that he and I made together. I said, um, I just need two years. And they're like, okay. And they, they got on board with it and they understood when I had to go and do work appointments. They understood when I had showings, they understood when I needed to meet with clients that, that we had this window of time that I was going to operate within in order to get ourselves together. So it's really funny. At about the year and a half mark, my son, who was the older of the two was like, okay, mom, that two years is coming. <laughs> and I'm like, I know I'm on it. I got a yeah. plan. And so it shortly thereafter, I'm a very visual person. I created just this very generic piece. I just took a blank piece of computer paper Mm -hmm. and I drew three large columns on it, almost like silos, right? For wheat. And at the bottom of each one, I had a label for each of these three little columns. Um, One was labeled debt. One was labeled savings and one was labeled down payment, meaning down payment for a house. Mm -hmm. Um, And in each of the columns required $5,000. Like I I had $5,000 in debt that I needed to pay off. I wanted Mm -hmm. to have $5,000 in savings. That way, when we bought the house, there was money obviously for me to fall back on just in case, right? Right. And then $5,000 for a down payment for a house. And so I put that on the fridge and as each of the the columns would get filled, I would like color it. So like if I got a $2,000 commission, right, I would color in. $2,000 in the first column and Mm -hmm. until they were all full. And that way the kids could see visually like what our goals were and how far along we were in accomplishing each of our goals. And then once we got to the 5,000 in the down payment category was right about that two year mark. And they're like, okay. And it was Rick, it was almost two years to the week of when we had moved into that apartment building that we moved into the house that we live in right now. And they're like, thank God, they're just so happy they were just but it was interesting, right? Like the how the universe just kind of all aligned exactly correctly for us to have where we are right now. So it's been fun. And that was the first building that I had bought and have purchased several since then. But um, that I think to me, that's the most touching and most most personal story. Uh just because it's really the one where my kids were the most involved after that they're just all checked out but (laughs) for them to be able to see like that visual and really participate and it was helpful like if we're at the grocery store and they're like hey can we have this third box of cereal or can we have this extra ice cream or whatever kids ask for right candy Mm -hmm. or whatever i'm like i can buy that or we can contribute to the columns we can contribute Mm -hmm. to our goals right i i I forced them really to be participants in it, whether they wanted to or not, because big picture, we had to continue to look and see what our goal is. Do you yeah. want a box of cookies? Or do you want me to be able to take that $6 and put it into our next column?
0: That That's beautiful. There's a lot to unpack there. And, and I'm trying to to grab. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's, it's great. It's great. I love it. I love it. So let's unpack one thing that's obvious is that I think one of the things that you did that was, I think, brilliant as a parent is you involved your kids. You know, Mm -hmm. you you told them this is the situation. This is the goal, what we're going to be. Are we on the same page? And if we are, I'm going to need us as a family, as a team to make some sacrifices. It's only short term because at the end of the day, this is where we're going to be. And I think it, it does change the dynamic of how the kids will behave, react when you mm-hmm. have to do the tough decisions, right? Yeah. Um, grocery stores, buying treats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is a perfect example of that. I think, and I can, I can speak for myself, my financial literacy came from self-learning. In other mm-hmm. words, finance, finance was never discussed in my family. And, mm-hmm. and I think if I talk to 100 people, 98 people will say money was never a topic in the household. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important, so crucial. And and I think whether you knew it or not, you you set up a different perspective for your kids to see how money can can change lives. Right. So that's that's number one. That's great. Um, The other side of it is, you know, you use the word fear, which I think probably is the thing that holds people back the most. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And fear for me. And this is something that I've learned over the recent years is honestly, if you look at fear logically, most of the things people fear about realistically don't even occur. Most of the fear that you have, worst case scenarios are mostly in your head. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying bad things don't happen. They do. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it logically, statistically, you're giving it too much power in comparison Mm -hmm. to what you can achieve. So you were fearful. What made you push through? Because you easily could have gotten maybe a salary position, an hourly yeah. position, something yeah. that you saw a paycheck consistently. Yeah. Being on being on commission base, it's tough, man. And me mm-hmm. being on commission commission base when you have mouths to feed,
1: yeah. I can't
0: even imagine the weight that you had to deal with. So, how did you push through that fear?
1: Wow. Oh, um, honestly, i I don't know that it was ever like a conscious thought that yeah. I would have to do anything other than the next right thing right like I would wake up each morning and just know that today here's what my agenda is and I need to consistently do the next right thing for today Mm. now that doesn't mean that I'm myopic in my scope of life correct like I understand the big picture of what it is that I need to accomplish so but it's through the lens of the big picture that it's easy for me to make those daily right choices mm. every single day, whether that means I'm gonna eat healthy today because that's important to me, or yeah. whether I'm gonna go run today because that's important to me, whether I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna make the phone calls today to clients that I haven't spoken to in a couple of months because getting them to to say yes to me is important for my mm. financial goals. Um, I'm gonna jump ahead for just a second. When I talk about creating the life that I wanted to create for my kids, right? Other than just having the house, I knew that I wanted them to have really good educations The mm-hmm. kids are both, as most parents think, I'm sure really intelligent children. I wanted to give them all of the opportunities that I could possibly give them. And for me, that also meant a private education. Mm. So, or trying to put them in the best public school opportunity available to them. Initially that did look like private school. So, um, but who has the money for that right if sure. if i'm a single income parent on a commission based salary the idea of sending both of my kids to a school that is a healthy five figures each per year felt unreasonable to me it felt unattainable to me however to come back to it i would make the phone calls I literally would knock on people's door with a pre-formed letter that I had asking if they were interested in selling their house. I was scared out of my ever loving mind because it's fear, right? And sure. it's rejection. No one wants to be rejected. No one wants to be mocked. No one wants to be made to feel anything other than loved and amazing and, and cared for. But that's a big leap of faith to walk up to a perfect stranger's door hour after hour, day after day, week after week, knocking with the fear of them saying, get the hell off my front yard. But every single time I took a step up their front porch and every single time I went to knock on their door, I thought to myself, my daughter is going to a private school. My Mm. daughter is going to a private, like this is my motivation for making sure that she gets into the school that one she wants and two that I can afford to pay for. So it was easy for me to put my fear aside because it wasn't about me. It was about being able to provide something better for my children. So like, how do I do it? I just do the next right thing all the time mm-hmm. without question, without ceasing, without failing and through those deliberate daily, hourly, mm-hmm. momentarily decisions, it all just falls into place.
0: That, that's be- beautifully stated. Uh, I heard one time, I forget who, who I heard it from, because I'm not this smart. Um, I steal people's ideas because, uh, you know, I have a lot of mentors. <laughs> uh, basically, he told me, he said, you know, the, some of the biggest challenge that people do is obviously, you know, everyone knows about the overthinking, right? Overthinking oh, yeah. Paralysis by analysis, what have <laughs> you. He said in life, for the most part, It's one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. And if you can control one day at a time, all you got to focus on is doing and conquering the day. Mm
1: -hmm. The day
0: will take care of itself and everything else will kind of fall in line. And you're a testament to that. And you described that beautifully. And anyone that's listening, I I want you guys to kind of really get that concept ingrained in you, because I think people have grandiose ideas of what success is or what Mm -hmm. they need uh, in their life but what they have to do where they're lacking is they got to chunk it down to what does it mean for me this month?
1: Mm-hmm. What does it
0: mean for me action-wise this week? Mm-hmm. What does it mean for me action-wise this very moment? Mm-hmm. And you got to take those small steps and it's it's through the test of time that we've seen it, right? Tried and true. Mm-hmm. Um, you said it way better than I did. So thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> uh- my pleasure. So so, uh, how did it feel, Br- bring us t- into the feelings to, to make it tangible for the mm-hmm. audience. So when you got the keys to your, your house and you were able to move out the apartment complex, mm-hmm. that by the way, you own. So it's not mm-hmm. like you, you were just a tenant. So congratulations right. on that. We're gonna talk yeah. about that decision in a little bit. Okay. But but for you to set that two-year goal with your kids, <clears throat> so for you to get the keys and you walked in the house for the first time with your kids, I'm mm-hmm. sure you can still remember it, right? So, so mm-hmm. bring me in, in that moment moment. moment? How did that feel for you?
1: Um, Wow, it felt, it felt amazing because to be able to set a goal and work hard, make the sacrifices that are appropriate for, for the goal to be achieved, it felt really, really good. But I also remember feeling a lot of pressure and a Mm. lot of heaviness on my shoulder because to have my own house, that's to me when the shit hit the fan and it got real because now I have to come up with the money every single month through my income to make sure that the mortgage gets paid. There's nobody else giving me money to make sure that the mortgage gets paid. So I almost feel like at that point, even though yes, the goal had been accomplished, Mm -hmm. like now was the time to double down on my efforts to make sure that there was no way we were moving back into that apartment building because I would fail at doing my job adequately enough to ensure that the mortgage got paid every month. So like it was a momentary triumph. Yes. I celebrated the moment. I was proud of myself and, you know, we had takeout for dinner and all the fun things that you do on your first night. Right. Um, But like, it was very short lived and it was like, okay, now I need to make sure that, that I really am stepping up the efforts because I I will not take a step backwards. And that's just kind of how it went from there.
0: It's almost like you have to grow up all over again, right? Yeah, hundred
1: percent. Yeah, yeah, no. 100%. yeah I, I can. I almost re- remember with more clarity how I felt the first night that I moved into the apartment building, which is a little interesting to me because, like, I don't know what your personal story is. Coming out of divorce, it's a shit show, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's horrible. It's the worst experience. Personally, that I have ever had, I'm certain that there are worse experiences in the world, but it's the worst experience that I've had in my life thus far um, as an adult. And I remember the first night that that we moved into the apartment building and we were sleeping there. I sat on the couch and I started crying. I was mm. so overwhelmed with fear, and I was overwhelmed that I had made wrong choices because I'm sitting inside the confines of the four walls of that building, and there are three other tenants that it only occurred to me in that moment that they're relying on me if anything goes wrong. Mm. Like if their toilet doesn't work, that's my job now. If yeah. their fridge stops working, that's my job. If the heat doesn't work, I have to be the one to figure it out. And I don't know shit. I, I, I had I know that much about yeah. home maintenance, right? I'm a little bit handy, but not enough to qualify myself as like a landlord. Like right. who put me in charge? I was suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm crying because I'm like, who do I think I am to be this person? And who do they think I am that they're gonna call me and think that I know enough to, to to fix whatever the problem is? Like that was a more monumental moment for me, I think. But again, I gave myself the moment to like have the freak out. And then I'm like, I got it. I'll figure it out. I will always figure it out.
0: I, I love that attitude. And I, I think, you know, Osley, you're a strong person. You yeah. are motivated. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a driver personality, as I can mm-hmm. tell.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: sometimes I'm sure people look at the end result where you're at now, they go, well, well of course, Jennifer can do it. She's always been like that. Yeah. And, and I think what people forget is at the end of the day, it's okay to feel the fear. I think mm-hmm. it's important for you to feel the fear. Yeah. I think it's important for you to feel the overwhelmness of your decisions and what have you. But the key in what you and other successful people that I always I always talk to is they only make a pit stop there. Mm. They don't live there. No. that's the biggest difference, right? Yeah. Living in the fear and living in the wallowing—that's what stops people. So, um, you know, for you, those moments of feeling overwhelmed—I'm sure it wasn't a one-time thing. I'm sure mm. it came, you know, in floods. At, at sometimes, mm. I'm sure it came and went, came and went. But like you said what other options you made your decision. So you're going to take one foot in front of the other. You're going to continue. I right. am um, going to go back to that first building really quick. So before sure. I, we talk about that, I want to give a quick disclaimer. We are not a financial channel. We are not mm-hmm. suggesting any financial advice. Seek out your own due diligence and professional advice. We're only sharing stories. Um, your mom giving you the advice of paying off your debt. I will tell you for 90% of the people out there, that's probably a good idea. And Mm -hmm. I would say 99.9% of the parents out there will give the same advice. I know my parents would have. Yeah. Knowing what I know now, understanding financial literacy. um, You made obviously the correct decision. And and Mm -hmm. just really short, you have to look people at your finances. And I know debt is a bad connotation and consumer debt, especially high interest Mm -hmm. debt, especially is horrible. It can cripple you. But the other side of debt is, is leverage as well, too. So speaking from a real estate standpoint, you basically took analysis of your situation. You had some cash from a commission. You had a debt that was standing out here that you could pay off. But then where would you be? You would be at zero. You decided you know, by yourself that you're going to take that cash and you're actually going to buy something that's going to give you a return. And everyone that faces that situation, you have to analyze it yourself. But I want people to understand that money comes in different perspectives. You have to look at at it in not even a 3D, you know, a perspective. You got to look at a 5D perspective, different angles, ins and outs. There's so much nuances when it comes to money. And the cookie cutter of paying up your debt is maybe a safe bet. But if you want to <clears throat> excel your financial situation, it may not always be the best solution. and you're a testament of that. so, so you took that risk. so that's phenomenal. Um, so why, why did you go against your mom's suggestion? I mean it was a, was it a gut feeling? what, what was it mm-hmm. that made you do that?
1: Oh, she's probably gonna hear this so it's okay. I, fe- I feel <laughs> I feel like I feel like all of the choices Rick that I have made in my adult life, whether mm-hmm. it was joining the military, getting married, buying property, how I parent, Mm -hmm. how I live my life. I have looked at the example of my parents and I've said, that's not what I want. Mm. I want different, I want better, I want more choices than what was perceivably available at the time. my mother is incredibly good with money don't get me wrong um but i think that she has a, a very small scope of of how to manage her money mm. um i, I don't want to give away her business she does well don't get me wrong sure. but had she employed people to assist her along the way instead of just being in her own space about it i think that she could be in a much better place mm. so um because I understand her and I understand her personality and I understand how she makes her choices. It was easy for me to listen to the advice that she gave and not judge and not say, mom, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why would I do that? I, I recognized her. I respected her. And I just simply said, thank you for sharing that with me. I think what I'm going to do is this. And so, um, I I made the choice that I made largely because of what you said, right? Like I needed a place to live. I didn't mm. want to be debt-free, but no savings. How mm. am I going to put, uh, if I were to go down that path for just a hot second, right? True. So I'd be debt-free. I'd have no savings. Oh, I didn't even mention that I also had to pay because of where we were in the economy. Now, I was a licensed agent at this time, but I also had to pay for us to be able to sell the family home. Like I had to bring money to the table. Remember uh, when people were having to do that? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So there was no money available for me to be able to like do a security deposit in first month's rent if i'm renting a place instead of buying this place and so i just knew that i just knew it would work out and i i didn't know how it would work out i just knew that it would work out and like worst case scenario i could ask my mom for money i didn't have to i don't want to that's never my agenda um but I knew she would help me if I needed it, but I didn't have to employ that tactic, thank goodness. We were able to kind of stand on our own two feet, meaning the kids and I were able to stand on our own two feet mm. and we just, we just made it work. And again, that's just the trusting of the decisions of knowing that I don't know exactly what this looks like two years from now, three years from now, 10 years from now, but I know today this decision supports the goal that I have and that's how we make those choices.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I I you know my my unsolicited advice to people sometimes is you know wherever path you're on look at the people 10 years ahead of you, 15 yeah. years ahead of you. Yeah. If that's not what you want in your life, then you have to find an alternative. And the scary thing about the alternative is you don't know what the outcome is. So you have to yeah. evaluate what's what what moves you. A certain outcome that you're not going to enjoy, not going to appreciate, not going to enhance your life or the unknown. And, you know, personalities are different. Most people will yeah. unfortunately pick the certainty, but I think mm-hmm. there's, you know, amazing adventure on the unknown. And also you're a testament to that. So yeah. uh, refresh 100%. my memory real quick in terms of timeline. So, so when you f- bought your first property to mm-hmm. now, how many years ago was that?
1: Um, eight, Eight years. I, okay. I think four. well, it was 2014 when I bought the first one and we're in 22. So yeah, that would be Eight years. It was May, I believe, okay. of uh, 14 when the divorce was final. We bought the apartment, we meaning the kids and I. I and I guess maybe that's a fun side note. I always have said to the kids, we beautiful, we have a closing coming up, mm. we have a vacation coming up we have mortgage payment due (laughs) because I want like we talked about before right getting them invested because I want them to under especially when I say we have a closing did they do anything for me to get to the closing table Mm. no not really Mm. but they also there was a time when they I would leave them home alone right like they're old Mm. enough that I didn't I was they weren't five they were old enough to take care of themselves Mm. but like I needed them to understand like mom's leaving. I'll be back in an hour or two, but we have a closing coming because of you helping to sacrifice it and make yeah. dinner or do your homework without me being right there to, to make sure you're doing your homework or you're putting your laundry away, you're playing video games. Anyway, we have these things. So I'm sorry, I forget the, Oh, so we bought the apartment building, the kids and I mm-hmm. bought the apartment building in 2014. Um, it, it was never, ever on my radar to buy investment property. It's never been a lifelong goal that I have. It wasn't something that I thought when I was a kid would be a super fun idea when I got to be a grownup. Yeah. Um, but this opportunity just presented itself at the most beautiful, divine, perfect time for me. And I, we took advantage of it. We, again, meaning the kids and I, um, we were in the building two years. I bought the house that we're in right now, um, continuing to work as a real estate agent I had a couple of different opportunities in three subsequent years um, to buy other properties. Um, I think What was it? One, two, three. Yeah. The first one, excuse me, the, the next two, we also did seller financing. Mm-hmm. I'd like to, as I consider my future in real estate and how much longer I want to be hustling houses, mm-hmm. I have to think about, well, how am I going to offset my income, right? Yeah. How am I going to make sure that I still am able to to have the lifestyle that I want to have, live the way I want to live, travel the way I want to travel um, without having to be in front of clients all day, every day.
0: I love what you say, hustling houses. Mm.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, it's crazy. It's, well, you no, realize like if you're yeah. not in front of people that you're not making money. So hey, I'll
0: tell you what, there it, has to be another way. There's not, and there's nothing wrong with that because I'll tell you why everything, everything that is active as far as income, uh, active income is a hustle. You know, I, I, whether you, I don't care if you're selling Q-tips, it's a hustle, right? right. You know, right. We, we, we fix and flip and we have our portfolio, too. And, and at the end of the day, my wife and I, that's the goal of expanding our portfolio is that we don't have to hustle the right. the, the, the fix and flip, you know, active side mm-hmm. of our business all the time. Right. You know, right. uh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. It's, it's interesting um, how life kind of evolves, right? You buy mm-hmm. a building out of necessity. Next thing you know, it becomes a business. Mm-hmm. Um almost accidentally and then that business somehow then becomes oh your main focus and it and mm-hmm. it could be your you know your your freedom pass right
1: oh it's not um, good it is my freedom pass well there you
0: go there you go 100%. And, and there's there's something that I want to pull out of that, that I want people not to you know to glaze over is you know a lot of times we hear the saying I want this channel to be motivational inspiring and all that stuff but sure. right but I don't want it to be too much of just just empty woohoo what i mean by that is y- y- you read a lot of books you you see some podcasts and all they're talking about is follow your dream follow your passion mm-hmm. follow your dreams follow your passion that's great mm-hmm. if you're lebron james mm-hmm. right you have you have your passion you have your talent and you had your god-given you know whatever what i want for the majority of people understand that is okay to find a vehicle that mm-hmm. isn't your passion necessarily Right. That can free you up so that you can do, participate and act upon your passion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think those two things sometimes are good if they're exclusive. So mm-hmm. like, you know, for me, I don't love rehabbing. For you, I don't know if you, you love managing a, a bunch of houses, but the outcome of that is the financial freedom for you to do whatever mm-hmm. it is that you want to do. And okay. and anyone that's listening to this, you know, um, you know, Jennifer and I are talking about real estate specifically, but that doesn't have to be the vehicle for you. Mm-hmm. In 2022, you can run a business on your phone. You mm-hmm. can run multiple side hustles on your phone. You know, mm-hmm. figure it out. You know, there's there's way too much information out there for you to just yeah. be stuck, right? right. Yeah. Um, so uh, outside of you being a badass you and your kids, <laughs> what do you guys do for fun? I, I hear travel a lot, and that speaks to my yeah. heart because that's my passion, my yeah. wife and I. Uh, yeah. COVID is hurting our feelings. We have so much wanderlust mm. right now. But uh, what do you guys do, you and your family you and your kids?
1: Um. So I'm going to tie it back to the apartment building for just a hot second. Please. Um. And I promise that it's going to answer your question. I believe you. Um, when I was growing up and even when I was married, the, the lack of additional funds
0: mm.
1: meant we had no choices, right? Our choices were pay the bills that we can pay with the amount of money that's in our bank account and other mm. things will get paid later. But the idea of a vacation or the idea of, of doing anything special, going out to eat, like that was just not available because it quite simply just wasn't there, right? Um, so when I moved into the apartment building, I knew the lifestyle that I wanted to give to my children. I knew I liked to travel and I know that I want to give them experiences. So how do we do that with no money? I got creative. There is a coin-operated washer and dryer that is in the apartment building. And at the time I drove a Prius, right? Mm-hmm. So about once every quarter, I would collect the quarters and we would make in the evening of it to lay all of the corners out on the table, we would roll it up $300, $200, $400, whatever it was. And that became our road trip money. Fine. And the kids and I would like, we would just go somewhere and we, that's the amount of money that we had to spend. That was our yeah. gas money. And because we had the Prius, we could charge so much further, right? With yeah. less gas. I wasn't driving a Suburban, which would yeah. take all of that just to get to Detroit or wherever we wanted to go, right? So the idea of travel has always been fun for me. It's always been important that I travel with the kids to show them new places outside of just where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just got creative and excuse me, and how we were able to do that. So um, yeah, we travel, we do things. Um, We're in a little bit of a better financial place today than we were when we were rolling up the quarters. Um, But interestingly enough, my daughter who is 18 now, my son is 20 now. We, again, we're we're eight years into this owning of the apartment building and all of the things. Um, I had just brought the quarters back from the apartment building to the house the other day. And I'm sitting there looking at all of these jars of money to fill up. And um, my daughter is helping me roll it up. And she's like, this looks like road trip money, mom. I'm like, I said, you're not going to go on a road trip with me. She's like, yeah, that was so fun. I loved doing that. And so it was just, it was fun knowing that we're probably not going to do that anymore. Right. Like she's kind of beyond the idea of taking road trips with mom. Maybe, I don't know, but it was interesting to me that like, that's a really fun, fond memory that Mm. she'll have. And I I can almost guarantee that both of my kids will never look at a roll of quarters and not think of Mm. road trip money because Oftentimes I would send them into the gas station with the rolls of quarters to pay. And they're like, I'm not paying for gas with the rules of quarters. I'm <laughs> like, I guess we're not going anywhere because I'm not leaving until you go. But um yeah. anyway, so I don't even remember what your question was, but what we, do guess, guys do we, for we were you about traveling. Oh, fun yeah. now. Yeah. Um we do still travel. Um so again, I just told you how old the kiddos are. I I in both of their birthdays are very, very close to the Christmas holiday. And so mm. um I said to them this year, I'm like, you don't need anything. Like there's nothing that you need in this world that uh, like that would require me to go and buy that you don't already have. Right. Like we do. Okay. If I bought you something, it would just be bonus and you'd probably forget about it in a week Mm -hmm. and a half anyway. So I'm not going to buy you something. I'm not spend money on something that you're not going to utilize. So we're going to go on a trip. So you tell me where you would like to go and, and we're going to go there and that's going to be your birthday present. Right. So my son, um, He wanted to go back to Nevada. He loves the boulder climbing and the rock climbing and the desert out there. So we went back to Nevada and we spent a long weekend just hiking and just really getting to spend time with each other as he's getting older, I know my time with him in that capacity is going to be more and more limited. So it was very important that he and I get away, just the two of us, and spend some time together. And that was just really, really fun. So we enjoyed that. Um, And we did that at the beginning of December. His birthday is at the end of December. Um, And honestly, my daughter's birthday was just last week. And we're taking our trip. Next week. And so when I came to her at the same time as I was asking my son, where did he want to go? She's like, I don't care. I want it to be somewhere warm and somewhere I've never been before. Uh, and we even talked about it this like the whole trip is it's booked, it's paid for, it's reserved, it's everything. She doesn't know where we're going and she doesn't want to know. I even oh, asked her, really like as cool. she was getting ready for school this morning, I said, um, are you sure you don't want to know? Because I'm terrible at secrets. Like I really want to tell you her. You want to I tell her, and yeah. Excited? Yes. And she's like. I literally don't want to know until we walk up to the gate and I see where we're flying to. I'm like, okay. So I'm very excited. I'm, I'm guessing that this will air after next week. Is that right? So yeah. I can say where we're going. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying to tell. We're going to Key West. I'm so excited oh, we've cool. never been to Key West before. Yeah. She does not have her passport yet. So um, so we couldn't leave the country. And I would I wanted these weekend birthday trips to be somewhere where we could fly in quickly and not spend a whole day traveling, right? We could go right. and we can enjoy each other and enjoy right. the destination of wherever we're going. So I'm looking forward to that. It. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's and, fun. Um, so and, some uh, warm weather,
0: some beach, yeah. some uh, pampering, spa day, yes. great, yes. great fun food. So that's, I'm excited. that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's uh, yeah. that's actually right up my wife's alley. The rock climbing nice. I'll, I'll do with your son. So Oh, so uh, fun. Yeah, We loved
1: it. Yeah. So,
0: so at the end of the day, uh, uh, that's what it is, right? I mean, you tell me. Mm-hmm. It's it's the freedom. It's it's the one. It's mm-hmm. the ability to go to your kids and go, "Hey, look, you know, we have food. We have food in the fridge. You got a roof over your head. You have a solid education. The the things that you need are very minimum at this point. What is it right. that we want to experience together? And just yes. giving them literally a blank canvas to design their own memories. I think it's mm-hmm. so powerful. And going back to what you said earlier, that wasn't your reality growing up. And it definitely wasn't mm-hmm. mine. You know, you were on mm-hmm. WIC. My family was on welfare. I support and, 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 and believe in those pro- programs heavily. I just don't, you know, mm-hmm. believe in the abuse of it, right? So we got to be careful Correct. of that. But that's another topic for another day. Um, right. And to come from where you came from and to give the options to your kids like that and be able to, to be the master of your own destiny is powerful. So I told you this was going to go by pretty quick right? Mm. So the conversation going by pretty quick. Um, I would like for you, if possible to leave us with maybe some tidbits, maybe some of your beliefs to help encourage people that feel stuck or are on mm. the fence of greatness, you know, mm. nudge them over a little bit. So if you have anything that you want to kind of part, uh, part ways and give your parting words, I would love to hear it.
1: Sure. Um, I do. Even in the difficult moments, right? In in the fearful moments of not knowing what's coming next, where the next commission is going to come from, or all of the things. It has just been part of my core DNA to have gratitude mm. and to recognize that even in the tough spots, that there is a lesson to be learned in everything. And so I marry those two concepts together of I don't understand why this difficult thing is happening right now, but there's a lesson to be extrapolated from it. So let's think about what that might look like and how can I be better? How can I learn from that lesson? But then secondarily, looking ahead, I'm giving gratitude for the lesson that I am learning and how I'm going to be better moving forward than I am right now. Mm. So it's important to me that I start each day saying thank you for at least five things. So sometimes I I write it in my journal. Sometimes I just say it out loud. But for me, when I approach everything in my life from a lesson of gratitude, appreciation of where I have come from, where I am now and where I am going, and I give gratitude for where I'm going as if it's already mine. I have no idea what it looks like but I know what I want and so I'm thankful that it is coming to me. I think from those perspectives is really how it is easy to make the next right decision because you just trust that it's coming.
0: You brought a smile to my face. That's one of my Yay. favorite words, uh, gratitude. gratitude. And and Thank you. and when you practice gratitude, I mean Jennifer, you, you you tell me if this is true or not. You literally do feel Um, you do it does affect the way you feel Mm -hmm. you know so you know outside of uh coffee Mm -hmm. cigarettes alcohol all those substances that people try Mm -hmm. to enhance their 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 feelings i'll tell Mm -hmm. you right now you can get those feelings just by sitting still and just giving thanks and and uh it it really is true it really is true i would Um, suggest
1: that if anyone is feeling away like kind of in that moment like stuck in in the muck so to speak mm-hmm. right like you can't see the forest for the trees you're stuck in the darkness you don't know how to take that next right step forward instead of sitting there and dwelling on what was me my life sucks my wife hates me my job is a shit show my kids are brats my car's breaking like all the things like my dog ran off my truck broke down all that right mm-hmm. like, instead of sitting there dwelling on that I would get out a pen and paper or even a note on your phone, right? Get your phone out into the notes section of your phone and immediately write down five things that you're grateful for. And literally it can be as basic as this glass of water that's in front of me that I have clean water to drink,
0: Mm.
1: that I have warm water to wash my hands. I have a roof over my, it doesn't have to be, I have gratitude for a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. No, start where you are and then your gratitude will grow as your life and the blessings in your life grows yes. your gratitude will grow because the more you have more of it it's just, i love gratitude and I, I can't say enough wonderful things about it I, it's so powerful
0: miss jennifer it's been my privilege my honor to share some uh, time with you uh, one of the well. cool th- one of the cool things and the blessings in my life to be able to do this with people like you is they they are from all walks of life all over the country mm-hmm. and now i have a reason to go to cincinnati Yay. um i will be uh staying at your one of your airbnbs so i'll book that and Perfect. i'll uh, I'll check out the uh the climate and the environment i just won't do it right now because no don't yeah
1: <laughs> In Cincinnati, the, the sun leaves like mid-November and it comes yeah. back about end of April. So you come anytime, May, June, July, August, September. You
0: got it. You got it. I have family in Pittsburgh, PA. I have properties okay. in Pittsburgh, PA. So I know what cold is. Uh, I'm okay. a West yeah. Coast boy. Okay. People, yeah. People that live in the West Coast, uh, when you think it's cold, it's not cold. Yeah. There's a different level of cold. So yeah. I will be uh, connecting with you in person as well. It's been my pleasure. And if your daughter's listening, enjoy your uh, trip to Idaho. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wink, wink. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. You have yourself a a great day. I will link uh, your social media in the description so people can follow you, find you, follow you and and share in your journey as well too. And uh, any words of inspiration that you can continue to share on your platform. I I love it. So um,
1: I'd be
0: happy to. Stay blessed. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Rick. Have a wonderful day. I appreciate you so much.
0: Of course. Thank you.
1: Take care. Bye-bye.